What is the chief end of man? And this is the answer. The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Hello, friends. My name is Mike, and welcome to Knowing God. I'm going to be a host for today's session. And part of Knowing God, one of our uh, arms to the ministry is book reviews. And today I have a very special book to review. It is called Rich and Poor by J.C. Ryle. Now, uh, for those who know me and also for those who have listened or watched the introduction to Knowing God, uh, you'll know that I'm a big fan of J.C. Ryle his writings and his ministry. Uh, God used him in a big way and uh, it affected my walk greatly. So I'm thankful to God for J.C. Ryle and his life and work. So I want to share with you, um, really, I want to introduce you to him and his works. And I couldn't think of a better way to do that than this little powerful book called Rich and Poor, Thoughts on Luke 16 by J.C. Ryle. Why have I chose this book in particular? Well, J.C. Ryle, throughout his life, wrote just over 300 leaflets, tracts, and books. Some leaflets were very small, 20, 30-minute read. Uh, some of his books are over 16 hours long. Um, and so what I wanted to avoid was reviewing a big J.C. Rowell book. Um, because again, I want us to go on this journey together. Um, and I know that there'll be many listeners and readers uh, listening, listening in and thinking, Mike, I haven't read a book outside of the Bible for for years. And I also confess for 10 years of my Christian walk, the first 10 years, I think I read one book. So I wanted to avoid reviewing a big book. Um, and so as we review this small book, it's something realistic that we can, that you can 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 listen to, can read. I highly recommend a copy from Audible. I uh, I do love Audible. I It's where I, I read, or should I say, listen to uh, most of the books. So anyway, without further ado, let me introduce JC Ryle first of all, because I think it's important that we know a little bit about the author that we're reading. Why I would recommend a book that was written over 150 years ago, 100 and nearly 170 years ago. So, J.C. Ryle, John Charles Ryle, born uh, 1860. He was born into a, a wealthy, socially elite family. Uh, his grandfather had created a bank, and so this was being inherited by his father, and so he was the firstborn... Uh, of many siblings, I think seven, uh, and he was due to inherit the lot. And so wealthy, socially elite, 
had his life all figured out, all planned out. Uh, and with that came certain privileges and he was very successful at uh, academically. He attended Eton and then received scholarship to Oxford where he excelled both academically and in particularly sport where he was the captain of the cricket team and rode for Oxford. Um, so uh, he wasn't born into a Christian family. His grandfather was a man of God, but his father wasn't. And um, he contracted a chest infection at a young age. I think he was uh, uh, late teens and he was really, really ill with it. So um, during that period, he had a lot of questions about life. And remember back then they didn't have antibiotics and medicine was not, I mean, antibiotics were another hundred and another 110, 120 years away yet from even being created. So let's just give you a bit of context uh, of where they were. Um, and so life and death was a, a, a very real thing for them. Um, and so he went into church and listened to the preacher and the preacher just read some scripture. And the scripture was Ephesians chapter two from the book of Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. And it reads, by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. And that's all he had to hear. And God's timing was perfect. And he repented. He said he was sorry to God. And he accepted for all of his sin, all of his trespass. And he accepted the Lord. He came under strong conviction uh, in that moment and gave his life to Christ. And uh, and never looked back, really. Um, however, he was going to pursue uh, a banking career. He was going to own the bank. However, God, through his uh, providence, his will, God's will, changed the course of his life. And I won't go into the story. It's not for now. It's for you to read and find out. It's uh, incredible how God uh, does these things. And so he found himself in the ministry and a significant turning point for him in his ministry was in 18. 39, correct me if I'm wrong, I may put the correct date up, the Great Yarmouth Suspension Bridge collapsed where 79 people died and um, 59 of which were children under the age of 13. From the ages of 2 to under 13, 59 children tragically lost their lives. The country was in shock, naturally, absolutely devastating, for the families involved. And J.C. Rowell wrote a tract and it was on the subject of life, how precious life is. Um, and he shared Jesus Christ in that tract and it comforted tens of thousands of people. They, they, they really did. They, they bought all all of the copies and anyway that was it then he he then never stopped writing tracts encouraging people uh, in the faith but also convicting non-believers as well 
And so this book that I'm recommending, this Rich and Poor Thoughts on Luke, this is J.C. Ryle at his best. This was where really God used him. And so as a Christian, he, he goes through the texts of Luke uh, 16, and it is, of course, the parable of Lazarus and the rich man. But, and he expounds it, explains what's going on, but it's also for the non-believer. And so if you're a non-believer today, listening in or watching in, I really encourage you to read this book because it's, it's so rich in wisdom. And I believe it answers many of life's questions around the subject of money and wealth and poverty. And it, it really is enlightening to read from a non-Christian perspective. And it hits home as well, because we're all affected. We're, we're all influenced by wealth. We're all influenced by money. We're all influenced by poverty. Wherever we are in the world, wherever we are socially, however much money we have or haven't got, this, this is applicable to you and me. I know many Christians, this is a big part of their lives as well. Financial, where are they in their walk uh, with the Lord? Well, well, Mike, I just gotta, I just gotta get this deal over the line. I've gotta complete this project first. I've gotta get this type of a house so I can be established first before I'm ready for anything to do with the ministry or anything to do with God or. I just have so many conversations with Christians where they just say, I've just got to get this tied up first. And, um, and this little powerful book just makes us look at our own lives and say, well, what is important to me? What is important to God? And so I, uh, I, I highly recommend it. What a, what a, what an incredible book. And just going, a little bit back to finish on J.C. Ryle. And this won't be the last book of his that I will review, um, but I also don't want to put too much emphasis on him. Let's not forget that he is a sinner like the rest of us, saved by grace. And we mustn't worship men. We, wish, we mustn't hold them up into any kind of a high place where they don't belong. We are all on a level playing field and all in the sight of God. He doesn't look at worldly things. He works, he looks at spiritual conditions and that is what is touched in this book. What is important to God and what should be important to us. So let me just finish uh, just giving JC Rao a little bit more time. Uh, during his ministry, wrote, as we know, hundreds of books and tracts. And the then Prime Minister, uh, Benjamin Disraeli, uh, handpicked J.C. Rowell to be his Bishop of Liverpool. Liverpool um, was in a, a poor way. As we know, around the world, 
historically port towns and port cities have have always especially struggled with immoral behaviors uh, due to ships coming and going people coming and going we know uh, much prostitution much crime many historically we can read the histor history books even back to biblical times corinth we know was a port place that, that all these types of things were going on and so liverpool was no exception and uh the then prime minister knew that and he said jc you're my man to go and tidy it up and he, he did an incredible job and actually one of his books that i've read um goes into detail of how he tackled uh things that were going on in liverpool during that time so that's really interesting he retired at the age of 83 in 1900 and went to be with the lord later that year could you imagine retiring right up to the very very end working right up to the end and then going and being with the lord his the lord's hand was over his life to the very very end and his successor, just some tributes now to him, his successor described him as a, a man of granite with the heart of a child. And uh, GCB Davies said this, a commanding presence and fearless advocacy of his principles were combined with a kind and understanding attitude in his personal relationships. This man was a, a tender lion, as, uh, as one of the titles of his book uh, reads. And so we thank God for J.C. Ryle's uh, life and his ministry. And uh, this, I hope, for all of us, won't be uh, won't be the last time that we uh, that we read his book. And I just want to finish on this because some people will say, "Mike, why should I read a book uh, or a letter or any tract or anything that's that's so old? It's over 150 years old." relevance does that have for today well this this word is a is a never changing message it never changes since it was given to us and it will never change and jc Ryle wrote about this book and showed us christ and christ hasn't changed this book tells us about who we are and we ourselves our natures never change when you read jc ryle you read like he's talking about today and that is testimony not just to god and the word but also testimony to just how well he knew man uh, and so i always find reading jc ryle from 100 odd years ago well he's just talking about us today this is what we do today this is what our wants are today. This is what our likes are today. This is where we fail to, again today. Give this book a try. And I know you'll be blessed. And uh, I would highly recommend it to Christians and non-Christians. And so I'd also encourage you, if, uh, if you read this book and you're blessed by it, again, put it in the hand of somebody else that you know. Okay, that's enough for one day. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I hope you've been blessed by this book review and I look forward to seeing you on the next one.
What is the chief end of men? And this is the answer. The chief end of men is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever.